George Hurt. This is your fantasy news update. The NHL playoffs begin tonight, the second season, the chase for the Stanley Cup. Columbus will be at Tampa Bay at 7 o'clock. Pittsburgh got the New York Islanders uh, at Nassau Coliseum, NYCB Theater at 7.30. St. Louis at Winnipeg at 8 p.m. Dallas at Nashville at 9.30. Vegas at San Jose at 10.30. All times Eastern. Three series will open up tomorrow. Toronto at Boston. Carolina at Washington. Colorado at Calgary. In those series, Timo Meyer will play for the San Jose Sharks. So will Thomas Hurdle. Miko Rantanen expected to play for the Colorado Avalanche. The NHL had their draft lottery last night, and the New Jersey Devils win it for the second time in three years, and they will have the first overall pick. The Rangers were also a winner as they move up from the sixth spot to the second spot. Right now, Jack Hughes is expected to go first for the New Jersey Devils, or Carpo Keiko expected to go second to the New York Rangers, but it's close. Those two could be reversed. In the NFL, the New England Patriots sign Austin Severian Jenkins. He could possibly replace Rob Gronkowski. And the New York Giants have just signed Sterling Shepard to a four-year, $41 million contract, keeping the uh, wide receiver in New York for the next four seasons. In Major League Baseball, we had four games this afternoon. Well, three games. Colorado and Atlanta Braves, they were canceled because of a blizzard in Colorado. No makeup date as yet has been announced. We do have one final today. Detroit Tigers defeat Cleveland 4-1. to one. Matthew Boyd continues his impressive season. He's now 1-1. On the air, six innings, four hits, one run. It was earned. Two walks, six strikeouts. Shane Green had his eighth save. He had one strikeout in one innings pitch in this game. Trevor Bauer, his first poor start of the season, five and two-thirds innings pitch, ten hits, four runs, all earned, one walk, seven strikeouts. Games that are currently ongoing here. San Diego Padres lead the San Francisco Giants 2-1. They are in the top of the ninth inning here. Marjavicius went six innings, five hits, one run earned, and six strikeouts for the Padres. Giants, Derek Rodriguez, Almost matched him. Seven innings, four hits, two runs, two earned, one walk, five strikeouts. Manny Machado has, as of right now, hit the game-winning home run here with a solo shot in the sixth inning. Kevin Pillar hit his second of the year for the San Francisco Giants. The Tampa Bay Rays taking care of business once again in Chicago, wiping out the White Sox 8-0 right now. Two outs in the top of the seventh here. Tyler Glass now in this game, six innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, 11 strikeouts. Ronaldo Lopez once again gets lit up. Four and one-third innings pitch, 10 hits, eight runs, all earned, four walks, five strikeouts. He now sports a 12.15 ERA, which is the worst in baseball. Tommy Pham hit, his, hit two home runs today, his first and second of the year. Austin Meadows hit his fourth of the season. Pham and Meadows went back-to-back in the fourth inning. Other games tonight in Major League Baseball. In the National League, Miami will take on Cincinnati. Richards versus Malley. Plus 135 for Miami, minus 160 for Cincinnati. Washington continues their rivalry with the Philadelphia Phillies. Hellickson versus Pavetta. Washington plus 135, Philadelphia minus 160. Dodgers will continue their series against the St. Louis Cardinals. Maeda versus Flaherty, minus 115 for the Dodgers, minus 105 for St. Louis. Pirates at the Cubs, continuing their series, their second game. Uh, yesterday they had a day off after the home opener for Chicago. Plus 155 for Pittsburgh, minus 185 for the Chicago Cubs. And then the American League. Oakland at Baltimore, Montez versus Dan Straley. Straley will make his first start for the Baltimore Orioles since being acquired from the Miami Marlins off waivers. Minus 195 for Oakland, plus 165 for Baltimore. The Yankees trying to stave off a sweep here by the Houston Astros. James Paxton against Colin McHugh. Paxton plus 105 for the Yankees. Houston minus 125. No Gary Sanchez in the lineup for the Yankees. He's dealing with some tightness in his legs. Not expected to be anything serious. Sanchez said he could play tonight. Yankees are off tomorrow. They want to give him a couple of days off. Maybe he pinch hits tonight. Alex Brakeman, he is also out of the lineup dealing with hamstring issues for Houston. 
Once again, not expected to be anything serious. CeCe Sabathia for the Yankees could return as early as Sunday to their rotation as the Yankees sent down Jonathan Lasagna yesterday, who was in CeCe's spot in the rotation. Seattle takes on the Kansas City Royals. Kikuchi, minus 170. Phil Meyer, plus 140 in this game. In the interleague play, Minnesota takes on the Mets. Minnesota beat up Jake DeGrom yesterday. Let's see if they can do the same to Noah Syndergaard tonight. Oda Rizzi versus Thor, plus 170 for Minnesota, minus 200 for the New York Mets. Vegas certainly doesn't think they can win again here. Texas, Lynn against Robbie Ray with Diamondbacks. Texas, plus 125. Arizona, minus 145. Brewers against the Los Angeles Angels. Minus 165 for Woodruff and the Brewers. Plus 140 for Angels and Pena. No Mike Trout tonight and probably not tomorrow either. He is dealing with a groin injury considered day-to-day. Matt Carpenter signs a two suspension with St. Louis Cardinals with the besting option of 2022. I'm George Kurtz, and this has been your Fantasy News Update. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Playoffs. The playoffs are set to begin. The toughest trophy in sports to win. The Stanley Cup. The chase for the cup begins in uh, in about an hour's time, uh, actually. Uh, They'll be dropping the puck in uh, Tampa Bay. That's the first game up. And uh, we'll do a little public service announcement uh, for everybody uh, right now. These games are on the USA Network. Sportsnet 360, a network that uh, I used to be on. And uh, TVI Sports, a, uh, that's, that's out of Montreal, George. TVI, that's the French coverage. I don't know if you know this, but French people like hockey um, in Quebec. Um, I knew not that so in much Quebec. in France. Yeah, not so much in France. <laughs> they like soccer in France. Hey, go go figure, uh, right? Um, France had gotten a little bit better. Cristobal Huet was uh, was from France. Um, so yeah, that's on TVI Sports, USA Network, Sportsnet 360. So USA Network and uh, Sportsnet 360. Uh, we have Pittsburgh Penguins and the Islanders. It's New York. It's Pittsburgh. It's Sidney Crosby. It's New York. So they get the NBC Sports Network uh, treatment, George. NBC Sports Network tonight, 7.30, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, what else do we have uh, tonight? San Jose and Las Vegas is on uh, NBC Sports Network at 10.30 Eastern. Uh, Nashville and um, Dallas are on the USA Network at 9.30 tonight. Late start out there in Nashville. I think that's like 8.30 local time, actually. Kind of a late start. Uh, it's on Sportsnet 1. USA Network and uh, the Winnipeg Jets and the St. Louis Blues, they're on the NHL Network uh, tonight, George. And then they, they're the ones that get buried. They're, they're the ones on CNBC. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I, I, I honestly don't know what channel CNBC is on my, uh, my network. I gotta, like, Peter, I'll have to search this Friday afternoon. Peter, do I? Out. What do you? I don't know. Where the, where, where's the USA Network? USA you and have, it's like, uh, for, He's like 38. I'm going to guess like 39. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. You on Optimum? He's like 38. Yeah, I'm on Optimum. So I think it's 38. Yeah, me too. Pan, but I, I, I don't watch anything else on the USA Network. So I have no really idea. There have been times. I mean, I'm an Islander I watched fan. wrestling I, I the been, other night. 
I've had to put on like Twitter or Facebook. Can any does anybody know what channel the Islander game's on tonight? Because it's a two oh one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine. It's like impossible to find. And that's what I'll do at CNBC. NBC. I don't know what channel it is. NBC Sports is a bitch to find. <laughs> um, Columbus Blue Jackets at Tampa Bay. Channel 38. So for us in the New York area, it's channel 38 for Columbus. And the Islander game, NBC two, one, Sport, 212. And what channel has the NHL network? I don't get that. I'm not on that tier. So I have direct TV, though, so I can watch it there. It's 215, I believe. Oh, I don't get the NHL Network either. Oh, you, want, you want me to pay? Sorry. You're hot, Jackie, I'm but I'm not paying. I was the NFL Network on a tier, but the NHL Network's not. <laughs> Makes no sense. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Decisions, Red Heat Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network, iHeartRadio, now on YouTube as well. Man, it's like uh, sports uh, sports bonanza, sports palooza here. We're going rapid fire. We're talking fast. We're giving picks. We're giving sides. We're talking props. We're talking top 20s. We're talking NHL. Man, we haven't even gotten to the NBA and the NBA playoffs uh, tomorrow, but let's bring in one of the best uh, golf handicappers in the business. And you guys have been pretty spoiled uh, today because we spoke with Dan Daly this morning, one of my favorites. Uh, our friend Dan Daly, uh, Vegas Insider, who I have a ton of respect for when it comes to golf uh, picks and uh, analysis. And now we have one of the best in the business as well, uh, Brady Cannon, uh, who you've heard multiple guests uh, tonight who have already joined us talking about other sports. When I asked them, hey, what are you doing with the Masters? They said, I'm doing what Brady Cannon is doing. So let's find out what Brady Cannon is doing. You can find him over at Wager Talk and on Twitter at uh, Las Vegas Golfer. Uh, Brady, welcome back, man. Happy Masters. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, so I know, I know you you must uh, you must be pretty busy right now with all the hits you've been doing. So, um, how how are you feeling about uh, this Masters? Is is it sort of like the Super Bowl? Do you get more fired up for the Masters than the other majors? Yeah, you know, Gabe. People always ask me that question: what my favorite major is, and I always say in April it's the Masters, and in July it's the British Open. But uh, <laughs> you know, this one is extra special. Because it's the first one of the year, so you're, you're quite geeked up about uh, the first major coming around after it's been a long winter off uh, of not having a major golf event uh, to enjoy. And the Masters is just so special. Uh, it, it's an incredible venue. The tradition, I think that's one of the things I love about it the most, uh, the traditions uh, that they have in place and that carry over from year to year. Um, it, it's just quite an event and quite a you know, a special place in our country, too, just as far as the, the surroundings itself. Uh, the grounds are immaculate. Uh, it, it's just something to behold and uh, makes for an awful fun golf event to watch. To me, it's like it's sort of like tennis. You know, it's like the U.S. Open is big. The French Open's big. The Aussie Open's cool. But something special about the grass at Wimbledon. You know what I mean? It's just I hear you. It's, you it, yeah, you're yeah, right. It's unique. 
That's it's just sort of like it's like Augusta, like it's the same course all the time. I like the British Open the most after it actually because of that almost because of the continuity. But um, instead of you know uh, I know your time's limited, so let's talk about some of the guys. I'll tell you these are the guys I played, and it seems like and I've already read your stuff and I've spoken to a lot of smart guys uh, this week. And it seems like these are the guys that come up the most this week that have legitimate chances of winning. Hideki Matsuyama. Um, Matt Kuchar might be a bad tipper, but I think he's in play this week. Um, and then we got Justin Rose and John Rahm. I'm staying away from DJ. I'm staying away from Rory. I'm buying into Rose. And John Rahm, can, does John Rahm have the temperament to get through four days, uh, Brady? That's the key. So let me throw Kuchar at you first. What's your uh, what's your deal with Kuchar? He might not be the most popular guy now, but he's playing good golf. Yeah, and I think the truth is Kuchar's a good guy, you know, and he obviously didn't handle that situation well, and it came back to bite him pretty brutally. Um, but I think Kuchar, that smile that you see, I, I think that's pretty much of the ah shucks kind of guy he is. And, you know, he's also a fantastic golfer that's ascended to number 16 in the world maybe having the best year of his entire career. He's already won twice on tour and finished second in the world match play uh, just a couple of weeks ago, losing in the final to Kevin Kistner. So this guy is on a heck of a roll. Um, He's uh, not the longest hitter in the world, uh, but he's a great scrambler. He really knows this course. I think it's 10 years in a row that he has uh, made the cut. He's one of the most consistent pictures uh, of a resume at Augusta right there with Justin Rose you mentioned. Uh, as far as top 10 finishes and cuts made and that type of thing. So uh, this is a course where history will repeat itself, and you would expect Matt Kuchar to repeat the success he's had at Augusta in the past and and maybe even get to the winner's circle. Um, The uh, other player you mentioned there, Justin Rose, you know, he's another player I like too, and and like Kuchar, has a tremendous track record here uh, and nearly won it just losing in a playoff to Sergio Garcia uh, a couple years back. Uh, And and yes, he's a popular guy that I've heard uh, people are on this week, and and I can't blame him at all. It's hard to ever knock Justin Rose uh, at a tournament like this where he's had so, uh, so much success. Um, so what about uh, John Rahm and and his temperament? Because we know we know that his game is there, uh, but you know to to win a major and to win at Augusta, to win on this stage against especially in a in a shortened field with all the best golfers in the world, you have to stay calm. Unlike me when I'm on a golf course, uh, Brady. So um, yeah, no, I, I what, hear you. What about I think John? This course. I, um, and and it is a concern, John Rom, and and the mental aspect where you know he gets frustrated and kind of blows up if he has a bad hole. And I think he's getting better and better with that. He's actually addressed it uh, with his coaches to try and uh, manage that uh, better. Uh, we saw it happen at the Players Championship most recently, where he went into the final day with the lead uh, and lost that after he he fouled up on one hole and he really let it affect him. But I think Augusta is a golf course where he can be a little bit more loose uh, temperamentally, and I don't mean that like relaxed. I think he can go sideways a little more at Augusta because there's a little bit more room for error with his game. He doesn't have to be so accurate off the tee. You know, if he dumps one in the water or something, it's it's less likely to happen here because there is more room off of the tee. And he's got such great creativity in a short game around the greens uh, that I, I do believe that he has the game that fits this course. You know, I mean, we've seen 
Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods. It's that big hitter off the tee who also has a magical short game, and, and I think John Rahm fits that bill. Uh, so I think he will be in a better comfort zone mentally here, uh, not only for that reason, because, uh, but also because I think the course gives him a little bit more room. Uh, it's a little bit more free-flowing. Uh, it's real easy to become frustrated in a U.S. Open or the Players' Championship, but this is a little bit more wide open for him. Uh, Brady Cannon uh, with us, uh, wagertalk.com, great website with a wealth of information over at uh, wagertalk.com. All right, Brady, so I'll ask you, I'll ask you sort of the old one and done. So if, you know, for people tuning in now, if they're like, all right, I'm going to play one guy. I want to put 20 bucks or 50 bucks down on one guy. Um, you know, who's who's got the best chance to win? Who's uh, who's like a long shot or a mid-tier? I'm not saying 150 to one, but a mid-tier guy. And is there a prop? Um, is there a prop or maybe a matchup a play that's flying under the radar uh, that you like? I'm kicking the tires on Vijay Singh as the top senior at plus 225. I've got a Tommy Fleetwood to be a, a top 20. Uh, but as far as, um, who, you know, for people tuning in, who should they take? And is there a mid-tier or a long shot that you're looking at as well that's got a puncher's chance? Yeah, and I like both of those plays. You know, Fleetwood and, and VJ, those those make sense. Um, uh, the one I like as far as a prop bet is Patrick Reed to miss the cut. Uh, the defending champion, you know, has a lot on his shoulders all week long, the media, uh, commitments, the press conferences, the champion's dinner. And then you step to that first tee and there's that rush of emotion that, oh my gosh, I'm here again where I just won. And, and we've seen guys falter in that role, Bubba Watson, uh, Sergio Garcia, Danny Willett, you know, they, they haven't been able to repeat the performance they did the year prior. And there's never been a back-to-back winner, uh, since Tiger Woods. Jack Nicholas and uh, Nick Faldo. Nobody's ever done it. So the odds are against Patrick Reed to win again, and, and I think uh, you can get a pretty good price at him missing the cut, which is uh, in the neighborhood of plus 220 to plus 250. And, and then as yep. far as who's going to win it for some uh, a little bit longer shots, I like Louis Eusteisen and uh, Mark Leishman. Uh, they're both in that neighborhood of 40 to 1 or so. Maybe Leishman's at 50. Uh, but they've both had tremendous success here. And I talked about how Augusta is a course that uh, history will repeat itself. And we've seen Leishman finish fourth. He did that next to his countryman, fellow Australian uh, Adam Scott, when he won it in 2013. And then Leishman was right there with Patrick Reed uh, going into the weekend in the final pairing uh, before he fell off the pace. But he may be ready to kick the door in. And then Louis Oosthuizen has been in excellent form as of late, finished second at the Valspar, fifth at the World Match Play in Austin a couple of weeks ago and he's knocked on the door here at Augusta before too. He lost in a playoff to Bubba Watson in 2012. I uh, definitely think he has the game for this place. I like both of those guys. Brady Cannon and so correctly you you got John Rahm at the top of the board though when it's all said and done? I do have John Rahm. John Rahm, Louie and Leishman. Brady Cannon, thank you for your time sir. Thank you buddy. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Uh, Yank getting back on his game. I have Gable Marucci. Throwing it down with George Kurtz in for Cam uh, Stewart. We're talking golf, dailyroto.com. Best place to check out uh, for your DFS. And I'm going to put, uh, we'll, we'll share some DFS with you before we're done here. Dailyroto.com projections are now live for the 2019 Masters Tournament, where Roy McElroy is the top priced option. If you're not a member, uh, go for the green with dailyroto.com and use the promo code MASTERS19 for a 10% discount off the premium fantasy golf and betting tools. There's 10% off dailyroto.com's premium fantasy and golf betting tools with promo code MASTERS19, dailyroto.com, where millionaires are made, literally and figuratively. Out of all the sports, too, guys, the Daily Roto does. They crush the NFL. They've killed the NBA. Uh, but they're very, very good uh, with golf as well. Smart guys. And, you know, they've got, like, a partnership with, like, Golf Data or whatever, whoever they are. Like, it's all, like, real numbers-orientated uh, golf. Um, so the countdown is on, uh, George. Uh, they're about to drop the puck in less than an hour's time. There'll be no turning back. 40 minutes, Gabe, till puck drops. Not, not even an hour. Not even close to an hour. You know, you, uh, you said something earlier. I think you mentioned overtime, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, the Islanders go to overtime tonight. I'm going to have a stroke because there is nothing. Yeah. If you're rooting for a team, I mean, whether it's betting, whether it's your fan of the team, and a playoff hockey game when it goes to overtime, I don't know how anybody can sit down. I can't sit down. I mean, it's, you're worried about everything. Oh, my God, a dump in. It might go in the net. You're just starting to freak out all over the place. I forget how nerve-wracking overtime and playoff hockey can be. It really is. It, compared to other sports, too, there's something about it. <laughs> like, there's, it's the play-by-play of it. It's stressful. All right, now the wing they come and also three on two. Oh, you shoot, save. And, you know, especially when it's Emmerich, man. Like, Emmerich can really just sort of, like, you know, you can have a heart attack uh, before the game is done. And, well, it was the Islanders and Capitals, right, that played. How long was that game years ago? Did that oh, go the, to, like, 3.30 uh, in the morning? Yeah, yeah, I was Dale watching Hunter. that game. I think it went to 2.30, yeah. Pat LaFontaine finally scores. Uh, yeah, yeah and, that was one Dale of the... Dale Hunter uh, cheat shot I looked, in the back. I looked by right? house up. No, that was a different series. That was Dale Hunter in 94, I believe, or 93, okay. when he uh, cheap shot at uh, Pierre Turgeon. Yeah, you know, if he didn't okay, do that, that's right. Turgeon maybe the Islanders yeah. win that series. But yeah, uh, I remember both those very well. Dale Hunter cheap shot a lot of people over the years. <laughs> Is it, he wouldn't get away with that in today's hockey. But back then, different game. You know, different game. Not as much social media going on. Not as many camera angles. They can see all the crap he did. I mean, the cheap shot on Turgeon was the most obvious thing ever. After the goal score, he decides to hit the guy against the boards. And it, uh, it ruined any chance the Islanders had of beating Montreal in the uh, conference finals after that. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. That, that's a good point. And uh, Montreal won the cup. And they were so lucky because your New York Islanders upset Mary Lemieux and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember? David I'm sure Rourke. you have a good memory. Yeah, you would David remember. Rourke. Glenn Healy actually was the goalie at the time. He was. That was uh, well, it's, it's funny. The Islanders, ever was since Kelly Rudy hurts. Was Kelly Rudy hurt? Was, Rudy was already traded. He was traded away to Los Angeles Kings by then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was on the Kings in the cup, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, yeah. I think Fitzpatrick might have been the backup goaltender, the one they acquired from uh, the Kings in a different trade. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, it was Glenn. It was Glenn. He, he got a ring on the Rangers, and the following yes. year Healy was on the Rangers. He got a ring of the Rangers. Yeah. Goaltending, uh, goaltending, goaltending this time of the year. So you got to be excited, thing. though. Who would have thought? You know, the Islanders lose John Tavares, and. You know, coming into this year, I remember before the year started, I have a good memory for this stuff. 
I remember at the sports book, and I remember with the futures, and I remember just sort of the hype of the teams coming into the area this year, George. The New Jersey Devils were the ones projected with the highest point total. People thought the Islanders would suck. Smart people knew the Rangers would suck, but the Rangers sort of have the brand name. So they were sort of like, you know, projected to be okay. And then the Devils were the ones. I think the Devils' projection was like 94 points or something. 92, 94 points. People coming into the season were sort of high on the Devils. They were not high on the Islanders. And you look at the Islanders and you look at the Brooklyn Nets, um, you know, sharing that building, flying under the radar in Brooklyn, both strong seasons. George, both made the playoffs. Imagine if you would have parlayed that before the year started. Then people would have laughed at you. You would have said the Islanders and the Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs. I mean, no one. No one thought the Islanders would make the playoffs. I didn't, and I'm an Islander fan. You lose Tavares, you don't have much of an offense. You know, the, the defense was horrific last well, year. You already pointed out. Exactly. Right. Len- Leonard, who Buffalo couldn't wait to get rid of, and Greece, who you know, has been blasted. <laughs> coming over. He's a backup goaltender. You know, but it's amazing. Yeah. it's amazing what a coach can do. A real coach with a real system and a real general manager. Right? You got rid of Doug Waite. Not that it was all his fault, but Goff Snow certainly had his issues. You hire good people, good things tend to happen. No, it really is, um, you know, what, what a turnaround. And I don't know if they're going to win the series, but, they're, and you know, we talk about the you know the rink being fired up and stuff. And like I said earlier, guys, it doesn't intimidate the visiting team, but it does energize the home team. One of the best things ever was uh, was a uh, was a college uh, college football player. I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Cam Newton at the time. It might have been Cam Newton, actually, but they asked him, like, what's it like, like, playing, like, in hostile territory and, like, people are booing and going crazy and stuff. And he said, uh, he goes, on to be honest, he said, uh, he goes, once the game starts, you really don't. You sort of, it just is sort of background noise. But he said, uh, whenever it's really hostile and people are booing, I pretend they're booing the other team. <laughs> I think fun. what it gets on you is, you know, in he goes, football, I just think, you hear the, he goes, you hear the cadence. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, you're right. That's it's all it is. Like you said, it's not like oh, although it's not true. I mean, Odell Beckham was known years ago, George, of being a little thin-skinned and soft, right? You could get under his skin, you know. Like there I are some. He would like to think a professional athlete wouldn't, you know, wouldn't hear any of that. What are you gonna say? You suck. You're terrible. Blah. blah. I'm sure they're using much more vulgar language. But you would think a professional athlete in one ear out the other ear. What do you care? Yeah. What do you? You're making all the money. You're playing there and not. Don't even pay attention to it. That's why I don't understand all this Antonio Brown stuff going off on the on social media. What's he trying to prove by doing this? You're not there anymore. Why do you care? But uh, as far as the games are concerned, I, I said I can understand it being hard in basketball when you got everybody behind the free throw line, you know, waving and they got all the flags. I can see that being distracting. I certainly can. In football, I can see the cage where you can't hear. If the wide receiver can't hear you, X-ray, oh, X-ray 38. If you can't hear that, I can see that being a problem. But other than that, I mean, hockey, I don't see it really being an issue other than the home team feeding off the energy. You got to like, I know, like in Arizona State, they really go hard. There's like fat guys in Speedos and stuff behind the basket, and you can't help but laugh. Like, you know what I mean? Like even players. No one needs to see that, man. No one needs to see that. It's like, come on, dude. You really, you care that much that he misses the free throw? Like, I got to tell you, like, I love the Raptors, but I'm not getting naked, like, to make LeBron miss a free throw. (laughs) No, uh, neither. The be- right. I went to an Islander game once, Gabe. I went to an Islander game once, and I don't know how, but two sections were fighting with each other, and I was in the one section. And uh, 
and the guy ended up taking his shirt off, and he and the girl on the other side took her shirt off, and like, oh, she wins, they win. Yeah, it's a hot, yeah. hot chick, <laughs> hot girl. You win. She got kicked out for doing it, even though she only showed her bra. She wasn't naked. I don't know why they kicked her out, but I was like, yeah, she wins. But uh, it's, uh, it's funny things can happen as long as people don't take it too far. Uh, George Kurtz uh, in for Cam Stewart. So, George, I was at the FanDuel Sportsbook earlier today. Played a million tickets. But um, this is something that's pretty interesting, actually. They have named the finalists. So we'll play the game here. Who's going to be playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, George? And basically, so they have the matchup. So Calgary Flames versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, plus 590. San Jose Sharks and the Tampa Bay Lightning, plus 1350. Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ding, 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 ding. Plus 11.50, but you're saying no? I don't mind that. That's probably my number two favorite, but you haven't hit mine yet. All right. Um, Capitals and Flames, 27 to 1. There's no way Smith and Riddich are going to the finals. No way in hell. Calgary's not getting there. Capitals and Predators, 48 to 1. Nope. Although I don't mind that. Bruins and Reds, 42 to 1. Nope. Is mine even Penguins there? 41. All right. I, let's get back. I know. I don't know why they don't go with the same order here. Let me ask you. Do you have the Lightning in the finals? Yes. I'm not, All right. So I have make to. it easier. I, I, I think they're the best right. team in the Stars, NHL. Stars no. and Lightning, 26 to 1. Avs and Lightning, 30 to 1. <laughs> I mean, the last team. Golden Knights and Lightning, 16 and 50. Is that? So there it is. Plus sixteen fifty. Yeah, th- so you put a hundred bucks down, you'll get one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars back. What I have to do is I have to go through the goaltending, and I think Mark Andre Fleury, assuming he's healthy, and I think Game Lou put it perfectly. We don't know that he did come back the last two games of the regular season after being out for about two and a half weeks, three weeks, and he wasn't really all that good, but they had nothing to play for. But if Fleury's healthy, he's the goaltender I trust the most. There, he's been through the wars before. He's done it. Yes, earlier in his career, he choked sometimes in the playoffs. But that seems to have, been, to have been past him. I can't trust Riddich and Smith. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I don't think Dallas is a good enough team. Colorado, same thing. San Jose, Martin Jones, are you kidding me? He's terrible. So I think Vegas with Florida, I think they're the best overall team. So that's why I'm going with Vegas. I think they're going to beat San Jose, and I'll pick them to go to the Cup. Not that I would put a lot of money on a game. I wouldn't. But uh, I just think they're the best overall team. I trust Florida more than the other goaltenders. But I'm close on Renee and Nashville as well. I do think you put that perfectly. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, this time next week they're out. They've lost, you know, six games, whatever it is. But it wouldn't shock me also if they everything comes together. That defense plays well, Renee's playing well, yeah. and they're getting just enough scoring to beat teams. Um, you know, it's interesting. There has not been a team from Canada that's won the Stanley Cup since the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. You were talking about when Turgeon uh, got hurt. So the Canadians won in 93. There's been a few Canadian teams that have made the Cup since then, but they fell short. Um, there's a lot of hype about the Maple Leafs. There's, uh, you know, hype about the Calgary Flames. An all-Canadian Stanley Cup final, 40 to 1. Anyone wondered? And I saw, actually, someone in the... We had Kevin Allen on of the USA Today on today. And uh, we read... Uh, I was reading his column, and they had old predictions. He didn't make the prediction, but another USA Today hockey column. They said it's going to be an all-Canadian final. Toronto Maple Leafs and the Calgary Flames. I would pay 40 to 1, guys. Flames and Leafs, 40 to 1. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Solid promo, yeah, solid. Bounce back special right there. Bounce back special. All right, so the countdown is on. Also, final night of NBA regular season play, mercifully, um, coming to an end uh, here. So playoff matchups, like any other league, will be announced at like 1.30 in the morning tonight, <laughs> 2 in the morning. And, George, it's frustrating. Like, I'm a big NBA fan, all right? So I'm a big NBA fan, and I like to go to playoff games. But I'm also a very busy man. We do 13 shows a day um, or so. At least it feels that way at times. And, you know, I got to plan things. You know, I've got trips. I'm recording and finishing off a record next week. And it really sucks. Like, the season ends on Wednesday night. They're not going to announce stuff until the last game's over, too. They don't just, they don't bleed series and stuff. So, basically, like, after the Clipper game tonight at 1.30 in the morning or whatever, They'll announce, all right, here's the playoff schedule that starts on Saturday. You know what I mean? It starts in 48 hours. Like, you know, they really take, like, it makes it difficult on the fan to make plans and stuff. And, all right, I'm going to go to this game in the playoffs. I'm going to go to game one. I'm going to go to game two. You don't know who teams are playing. You don't even know when the damn game is 48 hours before the game, George. It's ridiculous. Well, the NHL did the same thing. Cam and I were talking about this on Saturday, about how the NHL would wait forever. You know, Saturday night, it was everything was over, yet we knew on the show Sunday, are we going to get it before the show starts? We didn't. We started at 11 a.m. It came about 11, 20, 11.30. We finally heard about the matchups. Why does it take so long? I imagine TV has a big part to do with this. They're arguing over, you know, what station is going to cover what games here. They want the, uh, yeah, the, big, yeah. the big teams, the big ratings. It's all about TV. Everything's always about TV and money. And, and as you stated, you're exactly right. It comes down to, to TV, the ratings, and not to mention – like, uh, Toronto's a good example. So I guess it almost made their life easier. You know, they knew, okay, the Leafs, right? they made their schedule first, essentially, right? I mean, so it's not like, what can the NBA do? They're playing when the Leafs aren't playing, essentially. They don't have a choice, <laughs> right? Like, you know, yeah, the Leafs are in the building. Yeah, you have multiple buildings. Now, the Islanders and the Brooklyn Nets, not a similar situation with the Islanders playing at Nassau Coliseum. Uh, but there'll be a couple of instances like that. So what are you what are you going to be betting on tonight, George? What are you going to be doing? All right. I, I, I said earlier, I think Vegas is going to the Cups. So I, I have Vegas all over San Jose tonight. I just can't trust Martin Jones. I pick on goaltenders. He was terrible. What is it? Save percentage is under 900. Goals against the average is close to three. He's been bad. I'm also not sold that Joe Pavelski is 100% healthy. He was out for a couple of weeks. I think he came back, but I don't think he's 100% there. Until Martin Jones proves me wrong, I'm going with Vegas in, uh, in this series and betting tonight as well. Yeah, you know, I like um, I like Vegas to win this series. And if they're going to win the series, they're going to have to win a game on the road. Right? They're going to have to win a game on the road. And, you know, I got him at plus 110. Money's coming in on Vegas uh, right now. Total is six. I think it's a little high. I don't know. We'll see, man. There's there's always been that debate, actually, and we debated the empty net goal earlier, but 
there's always been that debate uh, with hockey betters. I've had this with people over the years in which is game one, George, the one that is really tight checking and then it starts to open up? Or is it tonight, you know what I mean? Teams give up too many chances and then in game two, they're like, listen, we really got to tighten things up here. We can't play like that. We got to tighten things up. I'm going to believe that they tighten things up right out of the gate. You know, I don't think the Columbus Blue Jackets show up tonight saying to themselves, let's get into a 6-5 game with Tampa tonight in Tampa. Right? I mean, you know the quote, George, the old the old road game. You hear that all the time. We played a great road game. And there's something about it. Teams are more responsible, safe. They try to do less things. They get the puck out of their zone crisply. You know, there's something about it. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about home ice not really mattering. Fact of the matter is, a lot of hockey teams playing the old road game, more responsible, play better on the road playing that style. Well, I think you and I talked about this earlier this week, right? Because the road team is not trying to put on a show. They're not trying to entertain the fans. They're just trying to play hockey. I agree with you. I think uh, generally in early in series or early in games, it's more tight checking because they're feeling each other out. What's working, what's not working. It's like a boxing match. You know, you get a lot of you know, a lot of this, but nobody's really throwing punches. You're starting to see where the openings are, what you, where you can attack, that sort of thing. Same thing happens in football when they run those 15 scripted plays. What's working, what's not working, and then you go back to that later in the game. So that's what I expect tonight. Nobody wants to get into a shootout with the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That would be a bad, bad philosophy, unless Bobrovsky's playing on top of his head. I think the uh, Blue Jackets will try and play a close game, try and keep Stamkos in check, Kucherov in check. And certainly stay out of the penalty box here. Let me ask you a question. Are you a guy? I, mean, I, wonder, I, I like prop bets. I have always liked prop bets. To me, they're fun. Over under goals tonight in all five series, 28 and a half. So you're averaging five oh, and old, a half per, per game. The old grand salami. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like the over, man. I can't see every game only getting five goals. We talked about uh, this empty right. net stuff before. I, I like the over in this. There's going to be one game where it is like 5-4 or something, or 6-3. Right, nine goals. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. There, there'll be one where it's like, oh, man, the wheels fell off. Because once a lot of teams come out, they're so fired up, and if one team's really clicking, the other team can't stop it. It's going to be, you know, it, that's every year is different. You know, George, two years ago in the NHL playoffs, two years ago, basically like 12 of the first 24 games went to overtime. It was nuts. Yes. Like it was, and it was like free money if you took the old plus one and a half. If you took the plus one and a half, and a lot of people do it in the playoffs, you don't have to worry about who's going to win. You just hope the empty netter doesn't happen. So I did it last year where I I seriously bet like the first thirty games in the playoffs to go to overtime. I think it happened like four times over. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe this year it goes back to a bunch of overtime games, but. The Grand Salami tonight, 20X, it sounds a little low to me, considering there's five games. Like, I'd prefer, like, if it was 30 and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half per game. I mean, uh, I mentioned, I think one game goes nine goals as well. Now we only need an average of five from the other four games to get in here. So uh, I'm going to bet it. I am going to bet this uh, over 28 and a half here. I think think it's too low. If it was 30 and a half, as you mentioned, I probably then wouldn't touch it. Well, I might even go under here. But I think 20, 28 and a half is low. i got to think one of these games. Maybe it's the Vegas Knights beating up the Sharks. Maybe Pittsburgh goes bananas against the Islanders. You never know. Or Tampa Bay and Lightning play a 6-5 game. But I think it's going to go over 28 and a half. I'm definitely going to bet this. 
You know what the problem is, too, with the Tampa Bay Lightning? So they're minus 245 right now. It's like, what do you parlay it with? You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, you can't I got, really. I got play. minus 265 on mine. Yes, that's freaking high. What are you going to do with that? Like, you know, I, you know, I don't want to lay a goal and a half. <laughs> Not a damn thing and, I'm uh, not doing with that. I guess you could play regulation. Tampa and regulation, but game could go to overtime. And like I said, so you got Tampa Bay minus 245. You can't parlay it with, uh, like, the, the Penguins and the Islanders to pick them. The Jets and the Blues, a toss-up. The Stars and the Preds, and no lock there. Like, there's no, there's no real lock. You mentioned a Grand Salami at 28 and a half. Here's another interesting uh, one. Home team versus away teams overall. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, away team goals, plus 150. I got plus 160, minus 180 for home. Uh, I, I do kind of like the away teams tonight. I mean, I, I really like Vegas. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, George, at that plus money, it's almost worth a toss-up. We keep talking about home ice doesn't mean all that much. They're going to be close games at plus 150. The game that's throwing me up is the Blues and Jets because I don't know what Bennington's going to do in it. He's been great this year, and I think it should be certainly fine. be a consideration for the college. F, you know, first game, playoffs, Winnipeg, the white out there, I think that could be a problem. I think it could be. I, I, I don't trust people in their first playoff start. You know, I also what always worries me about playoffs, Gabe, is that if things start to go wrong, you know, you know, it doesn't matter if you lose by seven or lose by one. You lost. Loss is a loss. So three one could be five one real quick. So that always uh, bothers me as well here. But that, this game, I just don't think I have a handle on it because I just don't know is Winnipeg going to play up to their capabilities. You know, I mentioned to you earlier this week, Winnipeg didn't lose. Uh, Nashville didn't win that division. Winnipeg lost it. I mean, they just didn't play well. I know Buffalo was out, Morris he was out. I think that was a big part of it. They'll both be back. The Winnipeg Jets, though, are a team that I think if they're playing up the capabilities, we're not giving them enough love. I think they could go on a, one hell of a run here, but they got to beat St. Louis and then likely have to beat Nashville as well. Not an easy run. I've been so um, into uh, the NHL playoffs um, and, and the Masters, talking to all these golf guests and everything. Uh, baseball sort of flew out of the radar for me today. I'm not going to lie. We're fully transparent, though. When I got to the book, I couldn't resist. I ended up taking the Cleveland Indians in-game, um, and uh, that was a loser. I didn't plan on taking them. Every time I do that, I get out of my game plan. But this is stupid because I screwed this one up. We dodged a bullet yesterday, George, with the Rays, or two days ago, whenever it was, with the Rays and the total. Yes. And it stayed under. I played it again. I took the Rays again, and I was like, well, you know, most of these Rays games go under, but I was worried. I'm like, man. Reynoso, Ronaldo, was it Ronaldo, whatever, uh, sucks. Who was it pitching? Uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Lopez, you're right. Yeah, Ronaldo, yeah, so Ronaldo Lopez. I was like, man, Tampa might score a lot of runs. Lo and behold, dude, totals eight and a half, nine nothing. Tampa's really kicking the crap out of people, George. Like, they're racking up the wins, bro. They Listen, they look good. They're playing bad teams, but as you and I discussed already, two-thirds of the American League A lot of bad, bad teams. teams. Yeah, right. not their gotta fault. Got to beat them. You got to beat them, and they're taking care. Of, they're taking care of business. You know that rotation: Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, Tyler Glass. Now that's a good rotation. Uh, these are good top three here. They'll go with starters for the other two positions here. Uh, Lopez, he's been terrible. I mean, granted, he hasn't pitched in the greatest of weather. I believe each of his starts has been less than 45 degrees. And I watched this Tampa Rays game today. It just ended, by the way, 9-1 final. Uh, it was a miserable day. I mean, cold, rainy. Just a miserable day there. It makes you wonder about the Chicago Cubs tonight, too. They're going to play in the same kind of crap. So uh, Lopez maybe gets better, but the White Sox are a bad team. 
I'm, I'm serious, uh, Gabe. I would put money on the Rays to win that division right now. You know the Orioles Me and too. Blue Jays aren't involved. The Red Sox look horrific in their starting rotation. And the Yankees can't get healthy. 11 guys on the IL. Sanchez has now got tightness, even though it's minor. Uh, Severino, now a lat strain. We're not going to see him till the All-Star break at the earliest here. I mean, uh, and you're going to tell me the Yankees aren't going to suffer any more injuries? Of course they are. You talk about pressure and negativity. There'll be pressure. Like, suddenly if the race, like, people, it's, oh, don't panic, don't whatever. People will start panicking if they look at the standings. And they're like, look, the Rays are up seven and a half games. You know, Rays are up eight and a half games. Every loss is sort of like in, like in Boston yesterday, the loss. Each one, eventually the dam will break. You know what I mean? And then it'll be like, what the hell is going on here? I'm not hitting any panic button for the Yankees or the Red Sox yet, but the Rays are for real. And there are wild card spots too, guys. So we're not saying that the, the Yankees can't make the playoffs or the Red Sox are done. But, you know, the Rays, I, they're not going anywhere. They play fundamental baseball, all right? It's not like it's a fluke. Um, you mentioned Chicago and the weather. You Darvish on the hill tonight. Listen, I got all this hockey bets and everything, but, but you know, I can't bet every game. But we always talk about how sometimes you got to take a chance on an underdog. And I think, listen, anytime I can bet against you Darvish, I want to bet against you Darvish right now, George. You Darvish is terrible, bro. I don't know. He's not the same pitcher anymore. He cost my team the Dodgers the World Series. He started two games in a seven-game World Series, and we were down 5 nothing in both of them. I don't like blaming one guy, but it's like, dude, you didn't give us a chance, like in two games out of seven, and, and we lost by one. Um, and then he, he badmouthed the Dodgers on the way out. Oh, I'll show them. Yeah, you're showing us, just like Tulo showing the Blue Jays. You um, Darvish, minus 171, Lyles. For the Pirates, I think the Buckaroos are worth a look, a look tonight at plus 154. I agree. Uh, you, what you said about Darvish is all true. He hasn't fished well. I don't think things going to get better tonight. In this, like I said, it's awful weather in Chicago. Rainy, cold. I don't think this is the night he figures it out. I don't. I like the over in this game, too, because I think Darvish gets beat up a little bit. I think uh, both pitchers might give up four or five runs easy. Over on is only seven and a half. Assuming the game is played, uh, I like uh, Pittsburgh on the over here. All right, uh, Yankees tonight. What are you doing with uh, the Yankees and the Astros? Astros have taken the first two. No Gary Sanchez tonight, as we mentioned earlier, guys. Gary Sanchez out of the lineup. They played such a horrific game yesterday. I mean, it was so fundamentally bad. I mean, whatever could go wrong did go wrong. They did not deserve to even be be close in that game. Uh, But McHugh, he shouldn't be able to shut down this offense as much as Cole and Verlander did. Paxton, I forget... uh, was it Lou uh, who have mentioned that the uh, Paxton's been great against the uh, Astros six and yeah, one? Mark last Lawrence seven six starts. and one. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'll go with the Yankees. I'll say they'll avoid the uh, the sweep here. No Bregman, by the way, for Houston. So I guess that evens things out a little bit here. No uh, no Sanchez for the Yankees. No Bregman for Houston. So I'll go with the Yankees here, but I'm not betting it. You know who um, Alex Bregman's uh, grandfather is? Oh, you know, I do. I don't remember it now, but uh, is it a football guy? He's like, uh, I want to say, I want to say that his grandfather invented the football helmet. <laughs> I, I, there's I've a baseball. There's a baseball player, but this isn't the story because I saw the other day, like his grandfather is like loaded. All right. I asked the question without knowing the answer. I want to find out. Because I was I'm like, oh, my God. Well. Yeah. Play, da, 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 didn't say what he uh, did. Da, da, da. 
I, I looked look at Bregman's grandfather, and I don't get the answer. I get all stuff about Alex Bregman. His grandfather was the I son know. of a Russian remember his general counsel for the He was general counsel for the Washington Senators. All right. Da, 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 both moved to Everett. Baseball's grandfather. Oh, Stealing his game. He promoted boxing cards. Yeah, he promoted boxing cards. He was also part of the ownership group, yeah. And he helped He's move also the Rangers to Texas. Yeah, there's more to it. I got to dig into his, his grandfather. It was like there was, there was like a, it was surprised me. Something about business and stuff that I was like, oh man, I didn't know his grandfather owned that. Like, um, nevertheless, so no, no Bregman uh, here tonight. Bregman's a good, a fun guy, actually. He's good on social media. He does funny things. Um, Boston so like Syndergaard him, right? tonight. Who's that? Boston doesn't like Bregman, right? He has said those no. things during the offseason. Yeah, so that's why I like him. I like him more now. <laughs> I like him more. Um, Syndergaard on the hill tonight. I don't trust him. I don't want to lay minus 190. I mean, the Twins don't suck enough. That Syndergaard's good, but the Twins can beat them at plus 170. You know, there's bullpens and stuff. What, what do you make of that tonight? We got, you mentioned too, so Trout's going to be out. What about the Brewers tonight getting it done? Minus 160. Brewers are screwing me over, man. I'm not, I'm not touching the Brewers. Back-to-back nights, I've lost with them. No thank you. As a Syndergaard, I might, I might think about the over in this game. Ten home runs last night, and the wind is blowing directly out at City Field tonight. Might be some more homers tonight. All right, got to be quick with the picks, but you know what we got? We got the Jackets and the Lightning under six and a half. We got the Islanders to win. Penguins, Islanders under five and a half. Winnipeg Jets to win. Blues Jets under five and a half. Predators minus 160. Kings plus 110. Knights, Sharks under six.